Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Monday the 14th of December. In your squiz today, another step forward in the US election process. No deal yet for Brexit trade talks. Five years on from the Paris Agreement. And a good time for stargazers. This is your squiz today. We're going to dive straight into international news this morning, Claire, starting over in the US. And that's because two of the biggest stories of 2020, the US election and COVID-19, both have significant updates or developments starting today. Let's start with politics. It's been six weeks since the election and today's the day that the Electoral College meets to cast their votes. The only votes that count in the US presidential election are those from the appointed electors. And as you say, that happens today with all 50 states and the District of Columbia uh, getting together to cast those votes. Where it should land is that Joe Biden should end up with 306 votes compared to President Donald Trump's 232. We say should because a small number of electors have gone rogue in the past. And of course, these are very unpredictable times that we're living in. (laughs) True. Trump's hopes of retaining power have slipped even further out of his reach. The US Supreme Court on Friday put another case to bed. Also, Trump is taking aim at William Barr, uh, his attorney general, for the failure to be able to have any sort of legal win there. Thousands of Trump supporters gathered in Washington on Saturday to show their support for the president. There was some violence between right and left extremists as they clashed throughout the night. President Trump has tweeted, we have just begun to fight, so he's not giving up hope quite yet. Over to COVID news, though, Claire, the other significant development for the US is that the FDA, their Food and Drug Administration, has approved the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine for emergency use. It means it will start shipping out to the various states Monday morning and vaccinations will start. Yes, delivery has started. It should arrive on Monday their time and inoculation starting straight away by Wednesday. About three million doses are expected to have been shipped nationwide. Uh, There was a lot of pressure on that Food and Drug Administration to approve that vaccine as we got to the end of last week. That has happened and now Operation Warp Speed, which is the Trump administration's vaccine development program and overseen by the military uh, is now kicking into distribution gear. Over to the UK now, and there's no deal yet on trade talks with the EU. A weekend deadline has been extended as negotiators continue to try to find a way forward. Extended again, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson and the European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen had talked very tough about ending those talks uh, on Sunday if they didn't come to any sort of agreement, but they have extended it. They say that they owe it to both of their blocks to be able to do that. Uh, Where they're still stuck is on the points around fishing, uh, competition rules, how any deal would be implemented. But even though there is an extension and it seems unlikely that much uh, headway will be made. Already on the UK side, there's uh, examples of locals panic buying. They're very concerned about things like the food supply into the uh, UK. Of course, about a third of the UK's uh, fresh food and other bits and pieces come via the EU. There are reports that supermarkets have been told to start stockpiling food in case of a no-deal Brexit. Big concerns about panic buying. 
It's been five years since the historic Paris Agreement was signed, where countries agreed to try and limit global warming to 1.5 degrees. On the weekend, 70 national leaders attended a climate ambition summit, all online, of course. 38 of these countries have declared that we are in a climate emergency. And at the summit, United Nations Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez was urging more nations to do so. He says that's required because, one, he says that he can't believe believe that anyone thinks that we're not in a climate emergency. But two, he says that should underpin further and deeper action in those nations that are really required to step up their game. Uh, Australia is one of those nations that hasn't declared a climate emergency. Prime Minister Scott Morrison didn't have a speaking spot at that summit because we're a nation that hasn't taken further steps of cutting emissions. He did tell the Pacific Island Forum on Friday that Australia was committed to net zero emissions ASAP, but again without committing to a date. That's something that Labor says will take 146 years under the coalition's current projections. The case of the Zodiac Killer is one that has puzzled police for decades. The killer is credited with five unsolved murders in the US that happened in the late 60s and early 70s, and he used to send cryptic messages to local police and the newspapers. He's also made claims to have killed at least 37 other people. Now, more than 50 years later, the code on one of the ciphers on those messages has been cracked. It's something that has stumped authorities in the US, as you say, for decades. An American, a Belgian and an Aussie are behind cracking that code. That's something that the FBI has confirmed. And while it didn't actually open up any great new information on the case, uh, the fact that they were able to use their skills, um, whether that was through computer software uh, or other bits and pieces of NAUS, that they could break it is really quite incredible. There's a couple of other messages that remain decoded and the hope is that the killer reveals who he or she is in one of those messages. Australian Sam Blake, who was involved in that, said it was a bit of COVID boredom that led him to undertaking breaking the cipher. It's a good way of spending your downtime, isn't it? Yeah, good (laughs) for him. In weather news now, Brisbane, parts of southeast Queensland and northern New South Wales have all been issued a severe weather warning. It's rain, more rain and big winds, Claire. And quite incredible what has happened in that part of the world over the weekend. There's some parts of the Gold Coast region that have received 475 millimetres of of rain within 24 hours. Uh, If you're on the old scale, that's something like 18 inches um, or about a third of Sydney's annual rainfall. So it really bucketed wow. down there. Uh, of course, after something like that, there's concerns about flooding, but there's also going to be king tides, very dangerous surf conditions. Um, so some big concerns about what might happen on our coast today. We'll expect to hear a lot more about that today. Take care if you're in those areas. The good news, though, is that the fires on Fraser Island, which have been burning for nearly two months, are now under control because of that rain. If the rain clouds, though, don't block your view wherever you are, it's a good time of the year to be turning your eyes to the heavens tonight, Claire. It is. This week, in fact, there's going to be some pretty extraordinary uh, conditions for stargazers. Apparently, we need to sort of turn our gaze westwards if you're in a part of the world that's not bucketing down with rain and you can actually (laughs) see the stars. Um, There's some stuff that's happening with Earth heading through the tail, apparently, of an 
an asteroid and that means that there's going to be all sorts of activity and bright shining lights that we can see. Uh, On Thursday, the special thing is a kiss between Jupiter (laughs) and Saturn. Bit of interplanetary action. It's the closest to Earth that this has happened since 1226, so it's pretty special. Head to the Squiz Today email if you want to find out more about where and how you could be watching that. Get your binoculars or telescopes ready. And Claire, over the weekend, there was a fair bit on social media about the way that celebrity chef Nigella Lawson pronounces a particular word. It's one that you use in the kitchen a fair bit. She called a microwave a microwave, <laughs> which set the internet mm. alight, uh, particularly on Twitter. If you go back into Nigella's Twitter feed, she spent a good part of the weekend defending herself, mm. saying it's a joke, guys. She's Nigella Lawson. She can say it however she wants. That's all from us today. Don't forget to jump into your Squiz Today email. Each day this week, the 10 days of Squizmas is continuing. Tons of good prizes up for grabs today. It's a $200 gift card from The Fable. Spoil yourself with a new silk shirt. Have a good one and we'll be back with you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.